Blog Talk Radio. Good morning and welcome to the Faces of TBI podcast series, the number one podcast for brain injury and concussion resources. I am Amy Zellmer, founder of Faces of TBI and your host. Today I will be chatting with Deborah Charnes about her book, From the Boxing Ring to the Ashram. This episode is brought to you by Integrated Brain Centers. Located in Denver, Colorado, Dr. Shane Stedman and Perry Maynard are experts in functional neurology and treat complex concussion cases from around the country. With over 20 years of combined experience, they are leaders in helping patients who are suffering from post-concussion symptoms, including dizziness, vertigo, headache, dysautonomia, and more. For free consultation, you can find them online at integratedbraincenters.com. Hello, I am Amy Zellmer, and you're listening to Faces of TBI, a podcast series for survivors by survivors, raising awareness about traumatic brain injury, one podcast at a time. Those of you who might not know who I am, I am a TBI survivor from a fall on the ice in February of 2014. I'm a frequent contributor to the Huffington Post, Thrive Global, and the Good Men Project, and author of Life with a Traumatic Brain Injury, Finding the Road Back to Normal, available on Amazon. Additionally, I am editor-in-chief of the Brain Health Magazine, and you can get your free digital subscription at thebrainhealthmagazine.com. You can learn more about me and the podcast at facesoftbi.com, and you can follow me on Instagram at Amy Zellmer. And I invite you to join my private Facebook group, Amy's TBI Tribe, to connect with other survivors, caregivers, and loved ones. Today, my guest is Deborah Charnes, and she is one of the first bilingual side yoga therapists She's traveled the world to learn from a diverse group of gurus how to foster optimal well-being. She vowed to never stop learning or sharing those life lessons. Her book, From the Boxing Ring to the Ashram, features some of her favorite easy and accessible tools. She's lived, worked, and studied in the U.S., Latin America, and Italy. A travel blogger since the early WordPress days, she's published 500 mind, body, and lifestyle articles. Welcome to the podcast, Deborah. So happy to have you here today. Hello, Amy. I am thrilled to be here with you as well because TBIs are something, although I have not experienced it personally, one of my gurus suffered from TBIs. And it's something that I understand closely because I have worked with this woman for a number of years. And she, of course, I put her on a pedestal. I think she is absolutely amazing. Mm. Yes. So one of the, uh, I don't want to say characters because it's not fiction. Um, One of the subjects, I guess, in your book, um, her name is Brenda Bell, and you write about her journey um, with brain injury. So um, I would love for you to share with everyone her story and, and what happened with her and how you two came to connect. Sure thing. Well, first of all, I want to mention that my book, From the Boxing Ring to the Ashram, Wisdom for Mind, Body, and Spirit, actually features 12 
of who I call my gurus around the world. And it just so happens that Brenda is the only one that lives in my community. So she lives about 20 minutes away. And when I first moved to this community, I'm in a very quiet, tranquil part of Texas hill country, about an hour from Austin and an hour from San Antonio. And when I first moved here, I found a beautiful mind-body studio where they were looking for a yoga teacher. And, of course, I wanted to work there. They also had um, martial arts, Korean-style martial arts. And when I met with the owner, who was the martial arts and meditation guru, he told me that the woman who leads Tai Chi, he said she's really a very special lady and you're going to love her. (laughs) And, you know, people sometimes say that, but this was so true. And I can't remember the exact words he used to describe her. But he used words that you don't use to describe just anybody to say Mm -hmm. she was really special. And he did tell me that she had permanent cognitive functional impairment and that it affected her speech at times. But he, the way he described her, he just made it sound as if she was a magical woman. <laughs> and her life story really is, it's, a, it's, it's like, I don't want to, it's not a fairy tale at all, but it's one of those stories that you think, oh, my God, you know, what's, life is always stranger than fiction. And... Her chapter of the book is the very last one, and I've had people tell me that it's their favorite chapter. And when they got to that chapter, they were crying, but happy tears for her journey. Mm -hmm. And I have to also say that the title of my book, From the Boxing Ring to the Ashram, sometimes people think, they say to me, oh, were you a boxer? No, I was not a boxer. (laughs) But the title, From the Boxing Ring to the Ashram, is representative of Brenda's story because she was a world-class boxer. And from the boxing ring to the ashram also indicates to me the, um, the difference between I consider boxing or many people think of boxing as being a violent sport and an ashram right. is a place for spiritual study. And mm-hmm. I love that. So that, of course, is an opposite. Yes. And Brenda, I can never imagine her hurting a fly because she's the most peaceful Tai Chi instructor now. And another reason why I chose the title of that book is because from the boxing ring to the ashram, I want to convey to everyone that it is within our power to live our happiest and our healthiest of lives. It doesn't mean that we are going to erase our past or erase what is going on with our bodies or our brains, but you take out the R from the word erase and you can ease whatever problems you have. And Brenda 
grew up a fighter. You know, she talks about how from the time she was young, she liked to fight. She had that fighter mentality. And what's beautiful about her story is she, to this day, continues fighting, but she fights in such a peaceful way for her health and her happiness. And she's one of the most positive people that I know. And I would love to read portions of the book and quotes from Brenda, but um, I'll hold off if you have any specific questions at this point. Um, you know, I think just going ahead and, and you know, sharing what happens with her, um, yeah, it's, it's a beautiful story of how you met. Um, and the, the story of the title of the book is very beautiful, too. Okay. Well, first of all, just again to kind of um, to highlight how we met, we did work together at this beautiful studio where you bow before you enter the room and you have incense lighting. It, it was such a peaceful place. And it was called the Balance Academy. And, of course, to me, what is essential in life is balance, balance in so many ways. And I'm going to read a little bit about um, the chap- from the chapter called The Grace and Gratitude as a Total Knockout. Brenda says, I was taught to work 70% mental and 30% physical. I kept my head up knowing I was strong mentally. My personal growth had become a powerful goal that was more significant than material successes. This is, of course, when she's becoming a world-class boxing champ. She was committed to being true to herself. At the same time, she was unrelenting because she shared Muhammad Ali's mentality. She could float like a butterfly and sting like a bee. I was at the top knowing I was a match to the best fighters of the world. However, like Ali, too many injuries in the ring caused Brenda permanent brain damage. Boxers refer to the result as punch drunk, but it doesn't wear off in the morning or with an aspirin. The official diagnosis called dementia pugilistica causes cognitive impairment as well as speech, mood, and behavioral disturbances. This serious irreversible condition frequently mimics Parkinsonism. Ultimately, the peaceful tiger lady's biggest fights were not in the ring, but with her brain. There is no reset button for dementia pugilistica. For a time, she fell into the depths of depression. I felt useless, beating myself up at the time. I had overwhelming concerns driving me too fast. I didn't know how to cancel my stupid ways. It was hard to let go. Sometimes I felt so sad that I thought I would never be happy again. Other times, I was feeling almost nothing. As time went on, I knew God was at work in my life in ways that would strengthen my faith and wake me up with a solid purpose. And I wanted to mention that it wasn't just the boxing that caused the brain injuries. Brenda, when she was on the road to her world-class level of boxing, moved from Texas to California And while she was in California, she was assaulted several times. And one time was she was hit 
in the head. And she also lived through the time in Los Angeles when the Rodney King um, trial was going on and she had a lot of PTSD from her assault and of course knowing that everything was very dangerous where she was and she would hear the sirens, she could smell the smoke everywhere. It was extremely difficult. And she finally had to retire from the boxing ring, which for someone whose passion was boxing, that also is another traumatic blow to your personality, to your pride. Back home in Texas, she admitted admitted herself into a residential brain center. After nine months, her cognitive behavior improved but now she was overloaded with medications and had to readjust to society. As part of her depression and physical inactivity, she shot up from 150 to 400 pounds. I was giving up on my life. There was no reason for me to live. I was suicidal. I was losing it. There were times I felt hard and was unable to get up because I had just lost hope. And... Again, for anyone that knows Brenda, almost impossible to imagine her being depressed. (laughs) She's one of the most positive people that I know. And I've taken Tai Chi from other instructors, but she is just constantly infused with this positivity. And she has mantras that she repeats all the time in her classes, things such as, um, again, they're all positive affirmations, um, such as, you know, um, life is good. Um, And she says, there's always something to be grateful for. And the chapter in my book, the lessons that I have learned from Brenda, are all about gratitude and the power of gratitude when you decide you, you only you can make a difference sometimes in your own life. And I think, you know, most, most of our listeners would probably understand the fact, you know, that those with a brain injury are 10 times more likely to have suicidal ideation. And ideation does not mean you're going to follow through on it, um, but it means that you've thought about it. And, you know, I mean, I remember so vividly when Robin Williams took his life. And, you know, he he appeared to be like the happiest, funniest guy in the world, right? And then you found out um, his struggle with Lewy body disease um, going on behind the scenes. and then it, And then it all kind of made sense, you know, to a lot of people. Um, it's just, it's really hard to, to deal with brain injury. And, you know, some days all you can do is just, you know, it's, it's all you can do to get out of bed. Um, and sometimes you just have to put on a big smile and just get through it. And, you know, it sounds to me like Brenda really adopted this attitude, um, 
of just, you know, being a positive person, being a role model, um, you know, similar to what I do with my advocacy work. You know, there's days where I have felt like total crap and still had to go on stage and give a keynote or record a podcast or record a video. And you do it because you want to help others and make an impact on other people's lives. And it sounds to me a bit um, like that that was sort of Brenda's intent as well, is, is to have an impact on other folks. Exactly. And what I also understand kind of behind the scenes as she lived her life in a very physical role, not only with mm-hmm. boxing, but she had begun in martial arts before she got into boxing. And so when she transitioned to Tai Chi, to some extent it was a natural transition, but the form of Tai Chi mm-hmm. she chose was a very motivational one. And the person who is her guru is actually, uh, he's kind of interesting. It's Dr. Keith Jeffrey, and he's a retired veterinarian, musician, and motivational speaker. So he infuses a lot of these mantras. So when Brenda has all these positive affirmations that she incorporates into her Tai Chi, it's because she also picked it up from him. And as a as a certified yoga therapist and I'm a holistic coach with many different modalities under my belt, I am so aware of the power of positive affirmations. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you can incorporated into Tai Chi, and of course, Tai Chi is a mind-body practice that anyone can do. Even people that are wheelchair-bound can still do Tai Chi from a seated position. And there are so many benefits to mind-body practices. And of course, Tai Chi contributed to Brenda's cognitive functioning comeback. And it reignited her happiness. And what I love about her is how she shares it with everyone. And it's not just about sharing the Tai Chi, but sharing that positive outlook. And the truth is, we all need that. Um, You know, life is not easy. And in fact, um, you know, I believe it's one in five adults in America suffer from chronic pain and one in three suffer from either anxiety or depression. And if you add all that together with all the other myriad issues that are facing so many people, the vast majority of us are not as happy or as healthy as we should be. And simple practices like Tai Chi with positive affirmations are really powerful. And here's another quote from Brenda. She says, Dr. Jeffrey's form, and when she says form, she's talking about the Tai Chi exercises, and meditations encourage me to go within, exploring myself first. Easy Tai Chi taught me to be softer and to show patience. It helped me beat my depression and anxiety to be mindful. I learned what is true to me. 
That's when I know I am thankful. It's beautiful. And, you know, again, unfortunately, it's, it's a lot easier to play the victim than to play the champ. And, again, that's why I go back to my title from the boxing ring to the ashram is that I want people to know that they can all be champions in their lives. It's not always going to be easy, but one step at a time, you can make a difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I know I've shared with my listeners before, but um, yoga was a huge part of my recovery, and I wasn't get any, getting any help from doctors. Doctors just kept saying, oh, there's nothing we can do. We have to give it more time. And so I turned to my toolkit um, of yoga, and I don't just mean the physical side of yoga. There's there's eight limbs to yoga. There's breath work. There's meditation mantras, mudras. Um, And so yoga was really critical for me in my recovery and helping me come out of the fog. Um, And so now I do a lot of chair yoga with my TBI people. Um, And it's just amazing to see results that people feel um, after doing it consistently for a few weeks. Um, And even just five minutes of doing some breath work can just shift you into parasympathetic and, and help you just feel better, calmer, um, more resilient, right? It, it can help us build resilience. And so there's just so many tools that we can use. Um, and none of them, you know, they don't have to be complicated or hard, um, you know, like simply taking some time to do some deep breathing um, just for a few minutes. It doesn't even have to be, you know, a half hour. It can just be two minutes. And you can feel the profound effects of that. Um, and, uh, you know, talking about Tai Chi and how that was such a, a, a a fairly easy transition from boxing because um, Tai Chi is like the martial arts form. Um, and, you know, then there's also Qigong, which I bring a lot of Qigong into my yoga practice. And it's just all about movement and energy and breathing. And, you know, I just hope anyone listening can take away um, that there are these tools and, and you don't have to be big, bend, bendy and flexible and be able to get into these complicated poses um, to take advantage of, of these things. Like you said, you can do Tai Chi in a chair. You can do yoga in a chair. So don't, don't be afraid of these modalities. Deborah, thank you so much for being here today and sharing with us and sharing Brenda's story. And thank you for bringing awareness to brain injury within your book um it just you know you you were mentioning some statistics earlier and um every 11 seconds someone in the united states will suffer a traumatic brain injury and that number is just absolutely staggering and i feel like we're finally in 2023 we're finally um beginning to acknowledge brain injuries you know even just five years ago i met people who were in a car accident and no one even you know the doctors the paramedics nobody even brought it up that they should you know keep an eye on it and um that they 
you know, could potentially have a traumatic brain injury because symptoms don't always show up right away. They can take days or weeks or even months um, to manifest. And then people are left um, not understanding what's going on with them. Um, and it's, it's just so frustrating. So I'm glad that we're finally getting to a point where doctors are acknowledging these things more frequently. Um, and, you know, the whole boxing experience, I know um, this amazing company out of New York, um, they are working with professional fighters to um, do blood testing for concussion to kind of track um, recovery. And they're like, you know, a boxer is almost guaranteed that, that at least one of them is going to get a concussion that night in the boxing ring, um, which is a very unfortunate um, claim, right? Like, it's, that's, that's what happens in boxing. And, um, you know, you mentioned how it's a violent sport, but she's, but Brenda is just not a violent person. And, and it is, it's a sport, right? It's, it's, it's a, it's something they train for and they go into the ring knowing that there's a really good chance that they're going to take a hit. And, um, you know, I think it's fantastic that they've been able to team up with these boxers um, to do blood testing with them before and after every fight um, in, in hopes that someday we can be able to predict outcomes um, through blood testing. Um, so, there's, there's some promising research going on in this, in this world, and thank you to the boxers who are willing to be part of that research. So, Brenda, we're just oh, about oh, out oh. of time. Oh, if, if I can just very quickly mention that another chapter in my book yeah. features a Harvard Medical School associate professor, neuroscientist, and his entire chapter is focused on, he's a researcher, and he is the to me, the most preeminent researcher in the world on yoga and the brain. And, of course, he talks mm-hmm. about the resilience factor and how you can literally rewire your brain. Yeah. And, again, who, who is that? that? It's not, we're not talking. It's Dr. Satbir Singh Khalsa. And, as, I, as you mentioned, it's not just about doing yoga poses. It's all the branches mm-hmm. of yoga. And I also personally practice mm-hmm. all the branches. Yes, 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 there is a lot of wonderful research with yoga and neuroplasticity and, like you said, how it literally can rewire the brain. Um, And it can help. There's a lot of research on a lot of other ways that yoga can be beneficial to hormone regulation and blood sugar regulation. So cool stuff. Um, Brenda, we're just about out of time. So I, I would like to wrap up by asking you, you know, what, what is your final thoughts for our listeners, your, your golden nugget, um, your final words of wisdom for today? Well, what I would like to consider is that every single idea and concept in my book, each of the chapters, is based on simple, accessible, free, and enjoyable practices you can do in as little as 10 minutes a day. So just like you were talking about taking a couple minutes for a time out for breath work, this same thing you can do with a gratitude practice. You can do with laughter mm-hmm. or smiling or singing and dancing. There are so many things that you can do for free that absolutely everyone can do in just a couple minutes, and they make a big 
difference. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for being here. And for everyone listening, I just want to make sure I take a moment to mention um, I have a link to Deborah's book in the show notes. So wherever you are listening, um, go ahead and click to the show notes and you can find the link uh, to her book, um, From the Boxing Ring to the Ashram by Deborah Charnes. Thank you all so much for being here and listening today. And another big thank you to our sponsor, Integrated Brain Centers. Schedule your free consultation online at integratedbraincenters.com. And a reminder that you can find all previous podcast episodes on most streaming platforms, such as iTunes or Spotify, or directly at basesoftbi.com. And also remember to join Amy's TBI Tribe on Facebook, and you can follow me on Instagram at Zelmer. If you're enjoying this podcast, please consider supporting it for $5 a month with a Patreon membership, patreon.com slash Zelmer. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being a part of my journey. Have a great day, everyone, and I will see you in the next episode.